U.S. and European markets rose this week, an upswing amid months of decline. The Nasdaq sits below the 12,000 mark, having started the year just shy of 16,000. Retailers did relatively well, particularly Dollar Tree, Dollar General, and Macy's, which were seen to be managing inflation better than most. Tech retailer Best Buy, whose stock is down over a third this year, reported first quarter revenues below its forecast but beat Wall Street expectations. Its stock rose slightly on the news. Nordstrom reported strong results this week and lifted its forecast for revenues and profits on the year. Its stock rose accordingly. In this edition of Commerce Code, Law and Policy Roundup, regulators grapple with cutting-edge artificial intelligence. Dan Carell here, and this is Commerce Code, brought to you by DCA, the Digital Commerce Alliance. Thanks for joining us for insights into the evolving world of digital commerce. This week's strong retail results came after Walmart, and especially Target, released disappointing results last week. Those results were treated by markets as an indicator that inflation would be a drag on performance across the retail sector. This week's retailer results suggest the impact of inflation, while important, may be more varied. Overall, stock futures were flat across the week as markets awaited new consumer spending data from the Bureau of Economic Analysis on Friday. Mortgage rates fell this week for the second week in a row. As demand for housing continues to cool, rates had peaked in mid-May at 5.3%, but the 30-year fixed mortgage fell to 5.1%, according to Freddie Mac. One year ago, the 30-year fixed mortgage was just below 3%, At that time, according to the National Association of Retailers, the median price for an existing home sale in the U.S. was just over $300,000, and by April of this year, it had risen to $391,000. This week, we're taking a deep dive into AI and public policy, with actions from both sides of the Atlantic touching issues of global importance for one of the world's most powerful emerging technologies. We'll start in the U.K. with a ruling on facial recognition. Wednesday's Wall Street Journal had a piece on an issue that's worth everyone's time to pause and think about. It starts with action by the UK's ICO, or Information Commissioner's Office, issuing a £7.5 million fine to American facial recognition company Clearview.ai and ordering Clearview to delete all of its data relating to UK residents. The penalty was levied after the ICO determined that Clearview was in violation of the EU and the UK's General Data Protection Regulation. You usually hear that referred to as GDPR. What had Clearview done, and was it clearly in violation of GDPR? Clearview is a facial recognition firm that basically vacuums up billions of images from the public internet and indexes them. Customers, which include law enforcement agencies and others, can send in an image to Clearview, and Clearview can then match that image to its data trove and provide information back to the customer. Depending on what it has in its possession, of course, the company might be able to take a facial image from a CCTV camera, for example, and quickly send back to the customer a pretty precise identification of who that person is and whatever else is known about them based on public data, which can be a lot, as everybody knows. To be clear, as the Wall Street Journal story points out, Clearview is regarded as far more aggressive than most facial recognition firms in terms of how it operates and what it's willing to do. But was its activity clearly in violation of GDPR? Well, I just want to highlight the word clearly here. Compared to American-style regulations, European law tends to be more principles-based. It's not as likely to be laid out in minute detail. And of course, law relating to AI is still evolving. The 46-page monetary penalty notice from the ICO this week 
is one of many things that will make the law a little bit clearer over time. Basically, the ICO found that Clearview's treatment of the UK residents' data was not, quote, fair, lawful, or transparent, since people have no idea that the company is collecting their data, and it doesn't have a retention policy that would ensure the data isn't retained longer than allowed under the GDPR. Given Clearview's business model, it stands to reason that Clearview has no desire or maybe intention to delete any of this data. The UK isn't alone in taking action against Clearview. France, Italy, Australia have acted against the company too, and it stands to reason that Clearview will be paying lawyers in many other countries for as long as its business model stays the way that it is. That said, there's no national law in the United States that would prohibit this sort of approach to facial recognition, and maybe that's enough to keep the company swimming against the rather strong current of data privacy law in the rest of the world. There is, however, an interesting law in Illinois. BIPA, the Biometric Information Privacy Act, and that would constrain companies like Clearview. And indeed, Clearview recently settled a case in Illinois by agreeing to limit who it would sell its services to. Now, not just anyone can hire Clearview to figure out who's in a picture, at least not after the settlement in Illinois. Clearview will now sell mainly to law enforcement and government agencies, but interestingly, due to a carve out in Illinois law, also to banks. A few observations on this. First, Clearview's CEO's defense, at least in the court of public opinion, if not in any actual court, is that the company's technology is enormously useful for law enforcement and the legal battle against it will make it harder for law enforcement to solve and even to prevent crimes. Okay, he's got a point. Second, if we leave Europe and the Americas for a moment and shift our view to Asia, we can observe that companies like Clearview and regulators like the UK and in the US are playing in the little league of facial recognition. The People's Republic of China has built the world's leading system of facial recognition technologies, fueled by the kind of AI that Clearview is using, and increasingly integrated with well over 500 million surveillance cameras, a system referred to as Skynet. This, in turn, is integrated with a variety of other government data sets and enforcement programs, of course, although apparently not, or maybe just not yet, with China's social credit system. The point is that there's incredible potential to take the truly amazing ability of humans to instantly distinguish faces, scale it through machine learning or artificial intelligence, and connect it with rapidly growing global databases and the ability to capture a huge amount of photographic information. We don't know everything such technology is capable of, but it seems like the answer is a lot. Particularly in a week like this one with truly unbelievable news out of Texas. The appeal of much better law enforcement can be pretty powerful. At the same time, people will always have an intuitive concern about a system that can take an image from any source and immediately return a full dossier on that person. The connection to digital commerce isn't that hard to see, and that little detail about the Illinois law is telling. Illinois' BIPA, BIPA has a carve-out for banks, as I mentioned. That's a reflection of the fact that banking and confirmation of identity have always been linked together for obvious reasons in the context of anti-money laundering, for example, or other compliance issues. We've talked about this on Commerce Code before. Identity is elemental in nearly every area of digital commerce. And while we didn't seem to know it 20 or 30 years ago, it turns out that our faces are unique. They're nearly as good as our fingerprints. And most of us walk around with our facial fingerprints out there for the whole world to see. So it matters a lot what tech firms do with rapidly improving AI technologies that are capable of pinpointing people from a simple image, 
And that will depend a lot on what lawmakers and regulators decide matters in this space in terms of permission, notification, and data handling and processing, among many other things. Those legal and regulatory questions are far from resolved. And unlike most areas of law, the answers evolve a little bit more every week. Coming right up, closing thoughts on faces. Most humans have an incredible ability to know a face. If you saw a friend's hands, just their hands, would you know it was them? Maybe, maybe not. And we see people's hands all the time. But the instant you see their face, your brain fires in ways still beyond scientific understanding to lock in recognition, emotion, and responses both mental and physical to the knowledge of that person's presence. This ability is so essentially human that the relatively rare condition of those who don't recognize faces this way, perhaps they recognize faces about like they recognize hands, is not just socially but practically debilitating. The condition is called prosopagnosia or facial agnosia. Just think. If you couldn't know who someone was by looking at their face, how would you figure it out? Well, that's what large organizations, including banks and law enforcement and others, have always had to do. They've always had prosopagnosia. And as a result, we have to carry around two forms of government ID. Computers mostly have, or at least had, prosopagnosia too, which is why I have like 50 passwords. And they're definitely all totally different alphanumeric things that can't be guessed or remembered ever. The application of AI could make machines and institutions more like humans, but as discussed today, there's a pretty rich legal battle over whether and how much we should do that. It's a good issue. It's a good question. I'm not sure where I come down. I will say, dogs don't recognize human faces any more than they recognize the backs of our heads, which is a little disappointing for dog owners. But dogs know us. I mean, they really know us. So it's not just the face. Though maybe that's the easiest point of access to our identity. Voice prints are distinctive, at least for sheep. For sure, we've known that for a few thousand years, and probably for dogs too. But think about dogs. There's also um, smell prints. Part of why dogs know us so well is they can smell us from two rooms away. Maybe AI smell litigation is the next legal frontier. To find out more about the latest trends in digital commerce and digital advertising, check out our website, www.digcomall.org. For the Digital Commerce Alliance, take care of yourself and take care of each other. God bless. This is Dan Carell, signing off. 